She's on a passionate mission to change the lives of women. Since her days where she felt lost, had no one to confide in, had issues with body image and a terrible relationship with food, she now helps women to relove themselves. On her journey of self-realization, she's participated in multiple fitness competitions, spoken on stages across Ontario, run boot camps for hundreds of clients, and provided professional makeup artist services for photo shoots, competitions, models, and magazines. These journeys and experiences have given her the expertise to help you achieve your own goals, whether it be to lose weight, connect on a deeper level with your loved ones, or to learn just how important it is to take time for yourself. You'll feel amazing, beautiful, and strong. Welcome to Relove and Rise. This is your life coach, Amanda Gazzola. Hello, and welcome to the Relove and Rise podcast. This is your host here, Amanda Gazzola. I am with Paul Kahn today, who is a relationship builder, rich specialist, and passionate storyteller. As a purpose and impact coach and motivational speaker, Paul is deeply passionate about helping millennials find their why, turn their passion into purpose, and to help them unlock a life full of limitless possibilities. I absolutely adore Paul. I got to meet him about a month ago at an event, and his energy and where he's at for his age, I'm aging myself a little bit, is I would love to have someone like his energy at my that age. And I that's why I have him on here today to talk about passion and put it into purpose because we need more of this in our life and to help us and help find our why. Because I had no idea until five years ago. So welcome, Paul. Hey, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very excited uh, to be on your podcast today. So thank you once again for having me. Oh, you are so welcome, and thank you for sharing your story at Dave Sanders' event. He is a he was a part of my last podcast back in June, and we talked about the miracle on the Hudson, and he his impact was just extraordinary on what he's done with uh, refining his purpose on why he does what he does. So, Paul had the honor of hosting that event, which is how I met him, and now here we are. Yeah, I know the world uh, you know works in funny ways sometimes. Just a uh bring awesome like-minded people together. So I'm, I'm very excited that I got to meet you there. So thank you so much for, for having me on your podcast once again. And um, I'm very excited to, to have, to see where our conversation goes and, and chat about, chat about purpose today. Yeah, definitely. Let's start because your credentials, a relationship builder, grit specialist, and passionate storyteller, like what brought you into doing that right there? Like what's a grit specialist? I'm excited to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know what? I was, I was, look, I was thinking about uh, quite a few weeks, uh, I'd say months ago now, but they talked about how a lot of times when we're, we're talking about um, what we do, a lot of times we're describing exactly what we do, but we don't really talk about ourselves. Um, and so I was thinking about, you know, what is something that I'm, I am really good at? And I was trying to come up with, uh, you know, a way to describe it. And the best way I could describe it was grit specialist. Because, um, you know, early in, in my career, a lot of times I, I thought, oh, you know, why am I going through all these different things? I, I went through a very um, challenging um, career, I would say, in terms of both physically and mentally as well, very early in my career. And um, when I went through it, it was extremely difficult and and I didn't understand why it seems so much more difficult for me, especially in an age now where we're at, we have social media, we look online and we see, you know, someone that is similar to us, they're looking outside, you know, their 40th floor glass building, nice view, you know, it seems like everything is, is great. And there I was, I was working in a small town, middle of nowhere, Saskatchewan and Alberta as well. And it was cold, it was freezing. And, uh, you know, I was doing a lot of not only, um, 
uh, physical work as well, but um, just in terms of, I was in management positions where it was, it was a very challenging morale environment. So for myself, my whole journey really started out of necessity because um, I, had, I had moved to Saskatchewan about four years ago. Um, and it was really one of those steps where people told me, hey, you know, you're early in your career. This would be a great um, step forward and to help you develop that critical experience. And, you know, a lot of people just told me when you, when you get uh, an opportunity, you just got to take it and run with it. And I wasn't really necessarily excited uh, to, to, to move somewhere where I didn't know anyone. Um, it was a much smaller uh, city, obviously. Um, but when I got there, it wasn't really just the, the, the whole aspect of being alone. Uh, but it was really jumping into a role as a, a young leader at that time. I was a district manager and I managed Northwestern Saskatchewan. Um, and I managed a lot of individuals that were way older than me. And I get, thing, I get comments like, you know, I have socks that are older than you. And it was really challenging to be able to maneuver around that because um, it was a very challenged morale environment in general. Um, and so for myself, I kind of immersed myself and said, hey, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put in the time, I'm gonna put in the effort to just work hard and make the most of this opportunity. So I put in the long hours, I, I put in the weekends and um, you know, I traveled all over the place so I wasn't home very much. Um, and I got to a point where I, I started realizing little by little that I was losing myself. And I was getting up and it was almost a bit robotic in terms of, I was getting up and I was doing all these things, but then at the end of the day, there wasn't really any moments of joy in anything that I was doing. And I just felt so miserable. And there was almost like this tension that sits on your shoulder, like oh, I'm just dreading the day. And especially when it got to Sundays, it was the worst because I just didn't know what Monday would be. And I just had so much anxiety around, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to expect. And I don't even know how, how terrible this week could possibly be. Um, and it was just a really toxic environment to be in. And really the, the biggest breakthrough moment for me was when I was managing this one area and I got a phone call after uh, a 12 hour day already that I had worked and my rep that was two and a half hours away quit on me. He just left the keys in the engine, left all his equipment there. And he's just like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. See you later. So I had to drive out after a long day to this small town, middle of nowhere, two and a half hours away and finish his delivery route for him. Got yelled at by all the customers about why their delivery was not on time. And um, especially it was because this area was extremely hard to hire and I'd let someone go earlier that, that um, just was, was the wrong person in that area. Um, they were just had a lot of ill feelings about that. And I went back to um, what we call our bin, which is really a tin, literally a tin bin. And it housed all our inventory. And I still had to count. I had to count. I did um, an audit and I had to count every single piece of product in that bin, every bag of chips and nuts that we had in that bin. And there was thousands. There was basically from the floor to the ceiling stacked full of cardboard boxes, oh probably four or five rows down. And it was minus 40 that day. It was freezing. And I just remember so clearly that day because the wind was howling and I was just bundled up and I had, it was probably 10 o'clock at that time. And I had to count everything in that bin. And by the time I was done, it was midnight and I could feel my fingers. I could feel my toes because I was wearing steel shoe toes. And my face was just frozen over and that wind was just howling in my face. And I go and I look over in the corner and there was a huge stack of cardboard 
literally from the ground to the ceiling that I had to still count by hand and strap by hand. And then pop, the light went off because the, the light timer was done. And I just completely broke down. I just broke down in that moment. And I looked at myself and I said, what am I doing here? You know, everyone told me you just gotta, you just gotta push through. You gotta do the things that you hate just to eventually you're going to get to this place that you love and you're going to be in a direct role and higher up. And this will all be worth it. You just gotta, you just gotta bear through it. And this is going to develop that character. And for myself, I just thought, well, but if I die tomorrow, what would I have done with my life? And the answer was, you know, I, not much. And that was a big wake up call for me because I realized I've been so busy trying to survive every day that I had stopped living fully alive. And from that moment on, I told myself, I'm not going to waste another moment wasting my time trying to just survive, but I'm going to start living my life to the fullest. And that really started with me figuring out what my purpose was. So I went on um, a really uh, you know, big search for that ultimate why that purpose um, and I came across so many different resources and I realized that in order to get there there are so many things that we don't really think about that are so deeply rooted within our beliefs and, and even our past and different experiences that we've had that really dictate and a lot of times uh, control the way that we act without us even knowing so I had to go very far back and, and yeah. just truly understand myself and from here. I would love to be able to diagnose that and like really talk Absolutely. about that a little bit more because I feel like this is where it took me a long time too. I think that when you're talking right now and just like, and I'm just nodding my head, like mm. it, you don't really realize like what led you to where you are and all these things. So it's like, what did you, what did that look like for you? Like when you started really peeling back that onion, what was like your first like revelation that you're like, okay, I'm going to have to, this is even going to be more work than I thought. Absolutely. And it was really interesting because um, for myself, I had always thought, you know, I had to look externally for different resources and, under and try to, you know, build things in order to create success. And that's what was going to ultimately lead me to my purpose. But what I didn't realize is that a lot of that work really needs to be done internally first because we can build things, you know, um, we can build things as high as we want, but ultimately our mindset is going to control how we view our situation and how we react to different situations. Cause there's going to be a lot of challenges when you're no matter what you do and really how you, how you respond to those challenges is dictated by how you view that challenge in the first place. And so for myself, I kept looking for, resources and books to tell me what kind of skills I needed to develop and, you know, what kind of, um, what kind of tests I need to do in order to really figure out that ultimate purpose. But one thing that I found was still lacking and missing was that no matter what I did, I realized that I wasn't happy for some reason. I didn't feel joy. It was like everything was kind of gray. And I felt like I had this list of things I had to do in order to get to ultimate success, which is what is going to bring my purpose. And, you know, I've got to impact all these people and I'm going to create you know, all this, you know, all this wealth and, and prosperity and all that kind of stuff. But then what I didn't realize is that no matter what I did, it never felt enough. When I yes. got to that moment, it was like, Oh, I still have so much to do. I can't celebrate yet. I don't quite feel like I'm at the place yet. 
hundred percent. Oh my God. Where you're like, okay, it's going to, it's going to be the next thing. And then the next mm-hmm. thing. And then the next thing. And you realize like, you're not even enjoying the whole process because you're just waiting that for that time to be happy. You just said it so right. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah yes. No. And yeah. that was, that was a huge, just like a wake up moment for me because I just realized everything I did, I just, I, I felt, I just did feel happy. Like I, I found myself in Bali and it was beautiful. And you know, you're, I'm on the beach and I'm seeing and, and eating all these magnificent, magnificent foods. And, you know, I'm in all these like beautiful locations. And I was like, I should be ecstatic right now. Like what's wrong. But I just internally, I didn't feel happy. And so for myself, I, I didn't realize what was wrong at that time. And my wife told me, you know, I see you doing all these things and you constantly, you're constantly working towards your dreams and your goals and you're trying so hard to do all these different things, but I just see you looking right through things. I don't see you actually in the moment enjoying it. Like it's like this emptiness in your eyes. Wow. What did that make and you feel when you heard that? It was, it was like, a, I had to stop and I said, you know what? You're right you're right. Like it was one of those things where you feel like you don't, you're so busy trying to move forward that you don't realize that you're actually not getting anywhere because you're just trying to, you feel like you're moving your legs, but actually you're stuck. And it was what I would equate it to is just, there was moments of happiness here and there, but it's kind of like watercolor on a plastic board and it sits there. But as soon as you tilt it, all the water falls off and it's just like this residue of what used to be there. And she just asked me, you know, like, why do you feel that is? And and why do you feel you're so unhappy? Because it would show up in terms of the way that I, I, my leadership was in my own business. When I, when I built a new project, when I met new people, uh, when I did something new or old, it would show up. And then in some way, shape or form, it would, I think it would be going in the right direction and would go sideways. And I sat there and I thought about it and I said, you know what? I think it's because I'm scared. I'm scared that if things are too perfect and they're too good, that they're going to be taken away from me. And it went, and it was a, it was like a wow moment for me. Cause actually I realized that this, this moment of me feeling this way had been something that I had internalized for actually five years. And it went all the way back to, well, now it's five, five yeah, it's, it's, it's been going on for quite a while. And I didn't realize that uh, there was a very significant event that happened um, when I first started my career that I internalized and I didn't realize that it literally impacted everything I did. And, I, and that moment is so crystal clear in my head. I was in Calgary. I was living in Calgary at that time. And it was this moment of perfection. You know, it's kind of like the stillness on a lake when you're in the mountains and there's, it's like 5 a.m. in the morning and you just see that still reflection. Everything's just so pristine and beautiful. And I remember it was clear blue skies. It was a very cold day. I remember because it was, it was in February, very cold day. It was crisp. Like you got outside and that air just hits you, but it wasn't windy. So it was still. And so it was cold, but it didn't feel that cold. And you know, everything was perfect because I had just moved to this new city. I just started my career. I loved living in Calgary um, and I, I loved my career. I was learning. I was growing. I was meeting new people. Uh, my wife, who was girlfriend at the time, 
um, we had just decided that, hey, you know, there was a lot of challenges in our relationship, especially my wife is American, just figuring out, you know, what does our future look like? And we decided, hey, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to fight for this. We're going to move forward with our relationship and we're going to go all the way. And I just started engagement ring shopping. And uh, I remember it was also the Olympics and the, the men's hockey team and the women's hockey team won gold. It was awesome. Like things were great. And I just remember I was driving to work that morning and I pray every morning when I go to work and I just said, you know what, God, I don't want anything today. I'm not asking for anything. I just want to thank you because things are so perfect in my life right now. I, it's, everything is just great. It's just amazing. I just want to thank you so much. I don't want anything else. That's just all I wanted to say is just thank you. And I drove to work and in a snap moment, my world shattered into a million pieces. And I got a call from my mom screaming frantically that my sister had committed suicide. And my life changed into, um, it, it, it changed in ways that I didn't even realize from that moment. Cause from that moment on, I just told myself, I was so young at that time. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what this means. I, I, no one is ever prepared for a moment like that. Yeah. And I literally had just talked to her like a day ago. And I was just, I, I didn't even know what to do. I'm just like, hey, I have to be strong. I have to, you know, I got to grow up now. I got to be strong, whatever that means. I just got to, I just got to do what I got to do um, and try to, try to make not, maybe I can't make sense of it, but I got to try to move, like support my family as best as I could. And to also find a way to, to move on from this. And so from that moment on, like no one ever told me in terms of what this means in my life or how I'm supposed to properly deal with this. Yeah. Um, and so I just dealt with it the best way I could, which was I just started working. I worked a lot. I covered it with just busyness and things I needed to do to try to search for something to, to mend that big gapping hole that was in my life. And I never in, had anyone explain to me in terms of, okay, this happened in your life, but you know, what does it mean now? And, and how should you process this? And how I processed, this, processed it, and I didn't even realize, was that I was at a moment of perfection. And all of a sudden, everything changed. Mm -hmm. And everything went from top of the mountain to the bottom of the valley. And so from that moment on, I didn't even realize it. But internally, I started feeling like, oh, things shouldn't get too good. They can't, can't get too good. I can't be too happy because it could be taken away at any moment. And I'm terrified of ever having to go through that again. So... I found these patterns of myself self-sabotaging, which I didn't even realize. And it's one of those things where people are like, oh, like, what do you mean you self-sabotage? Well, every time you get to something, there's a block and it stops you. This like, little voice that's like, no, 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 you shouldn't do that. Or, or oh, uh, you, should, you should feel a different way about this. Or no, 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 that's not safe. And so it kind of holds you back. And I started self-sabotaging everything, my career, my relationships, just even with myself in terms of my own growth and how I was living my life, I constantly had a, this, this internal filter and block that says, stop now, like we're at this point where like, this is about as good as you should get it, because if you get any further, it could all go away at the, in, in one split second and you can be back where you started. So that was a huge wake up call for me. And, and especially, you know, I, I came from a family where we didn't really talk about things like this, you know, these emotional things. We all just tried to move on and, and try to make, do what we could in the situation that we had and because we didn't have a chance to really talk about it um i never really i felt this internal 
almost shame around it around. I couldn't talk about this because I was scared of, I didn't want people to judge my sister. I didn't want people to judge my family. And you, you start, you know, keeping it all inside and because you want to protect, but you're not even helping yourself and help going through the process and allowing yourself to feel it's kind of like, Ooh, let's, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And it, it all, it ended up being this burden that I just carried around everywhere. You know, I try to deflect conversations and, you know, not talk about it. And right after I had that moment of release where I'm like, wow, this is the ultimate, like I looked for a lot of different things and it seemed like, oh, you know, that might be it or that might be it. And it never wasn't, it wasn't ever quite it in terms of what I needed to break through or to really get to that ultimate purpose and to start moving forward with my life until I realized the ultimate burden that I've been carrying around, I need to let it go. I need to come to terms with it. I needed to accept it. I need to forgive myself. I need to forgive, um, you know, it wasn't really an aspect around forgiving my sister because, you know, I always loved her a lot and I, I always had compassion around, you know, I, I can't be in a position to judge how difficult of a situation she was in and, and, and which led to her, her different decisions. But, um, you know, for myself, it was really forgiving myself for not doing enough for maybe not feeling like I could have feeling like I could have prevented it or done something different or changed, you know, everything that led up to that point. And it was really forgiving myself and allowing myself to really truly now move on and talk about it and share and let it empower me instead of disempower me. So that was really, you know, kind of the ultimate, um, I guess, you know, (laughs) journey towards getting to that purpose piece. That's such a huge revelation. And you know, it's super sad and I'm so sorry that like that happened, but what a way to be able to use that as something to, you know, help other people through because you know somewhat what the other side looks like, you know what it feels like and that compassion and empathy that you're going to have for, you know, finding and how to get out of that, that stuck in that hole. Uh, it's going to be able to help other people, which is why you are such a great speaker and coach and, um, you know, grit specialist, because I mean, this is what it means to really work hard and to overcome and to not let your, the past determine what your future is going to be and whatnot. So that's huge. Um, so to, when you were on that beach in Bali and your wife told you that and you started figuring out that you weren't being present and because things are just too perfect, I definitely understand where you're coming from, where you just don't want to be overexcited because like you're just waiting for that ball to drop and that disappointment. So you're like, well, see, I knew that this is going to happen. So I believe in that the law of attraction. So when you started doing the opposite of that, where you're like being more open to the journey, has things changed for you since then? My life has opened up in a way that I never thought was possible. And which is why it, I, it's, it's a big pillar around why I do what I do today, because I went from a place of very limited beliefs for what I felt was possible for me and my life to a place of infinite possibilities. And it's been this just night and day shift. And right after I really was able to let go of what was truly holding me back in that burden that I had for myself and and the moment I told myself, you know what, you're right. I need to start living my life today because I would rather, even if something were to happen in the future, I would rather have lived every day to its fullest, as cliche as it sounds, we hear this a lot, right? But it's, it's a lot harder than said than done, to be honest. It, it's said a lot, but I'd say most people go through life in the motion of living life, but they don't truly 
live life fully alive. And so, you know, I realized, you know what, instead of being in fear of something happening in the future or, or what could possibly go wrong, if I just truly am present in each moment and I'm filled with gratitude and I'm filled with just appreciation for the moment that I have in front of me, because that's all I can really control is this current moment, then whatever happens after that doesn't even matter because I would have done everything I could to live the best life that I could and everything else is out of my hands. And when I was able to let go of that control, my whole life changed. And just the way that I wake up every day changed my mindset um, around the habits I started putting in place. Uh, so I always start my morning off, uh, you know, after my uh, a glass of, of hot water and lemon. I put a little bit of, of uh, Himalayan salt in it as well. And I just started with the whole apple cider vinegar thing. But uh, required I, to get used to. <laughs> yes, it is. It, is. it certainly is. Um, but after that, and I kind of get that, you know, I, I, I awaken my body. The first thing I do is I immerse myself in a place of gratitude. So I list down the top three things that I'm grateful for. And not just things that are very general, like, uh, my wife, my house, my job kind of thing, but to get very specific. And it was, it was great advice that I got. Um, and I, and I, I've really taken it to heart is to really describe like what that moment is for you that is you're grateful for. Cause it really imprints it more in your mind than if you were just like list one, you know, one word items. Um, so it could be, you know, the steaming, uh, hot cup of coffee that I have that is waking me up this morning, or, you know, just, I'm very grateful for just the, the safe commute that I had to my work today and, and how I'm now sitting in a warm office instead of sitting outside and, and cold, like yeah, something that is more, more descriptive and a feeling. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And that I found really changed the way that I felt about being grateful because there's so many things that we can all be grateful for every day, but we don't view them as important enough to be grateful for even little things like, you know, I have a lunch today, you know, I have a, a delicious lunch today. And, and, uh, I'm very grateful for that because there's many people that, that don't have uh, what I have at this moment. Um, just little things like that to start in appreciating the small things. I made a huge difference. And, you know, I really started to get in touch with myself through journaling as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of times, especially with social media, we're, we want to put our best self and our best thoughts out there, but there's a lot of thoughts that are also incredibly important that we need to recognize and, and allow there to be a venue um, of some sort for us to get those thoughts out um, and, it, and have it be a safe space for us to just almost word vomit and so that you feel a lot better. And then from there, you can kind of, you know, compartmentalize and understand why you're feeling the way you're feeling um, about whatever is going on in your life at that moment. Um, and then I just unlocked this ability for me to start um, visualizing. You know, I, I really, for the past few years, have started uh, really immersing myself in the power of visualization. Um, I have a, a vision board that I've, I've built with my wife, actually, as a, as a date night idea, which was awesome. I highly recommend it to any couple out there. It's actually a lot of fun. Uh, kind of going back to, you know, arts and crafts when we were kids, but um, it's great because I stand in front of it and then I just, I'm, I'm able to for a minute, not tell myself, okay, well, this might not happen or no, this is kind of impossible or I'm dreaming too big now, but just to give myself five minutes and I look at my board and I say, hey, what are all the things that could be possible for my life? And I just envision it. And, you know, since then, just the way that I've been coaching my clients, since the way that I've been you know, approaching meeting new people has been completely different in the way that 
um, you know, my conversation goes and the openness and the vulnerability that I'm willing to have. A lot of times before I kind of hold back, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to tell too much. And that was actually something that I realized, you know, in that whole deep dive that there's a lot of things that we're told when we're children that we don't realize we, we um, ingrain in our mind and the way we act. And one of those for my parents was don't tell people too much stuff. Mm -hmm. Don't tell them too much. Keep it to yourself because you might be at a disadvantage. People might use it against you. But then I found that when I was able to just be vulnerable and just share my experiences and, and have that vulnerable, vulnerable conversation, it, it empowers others to do the same. Totally. And, and it creates a safe space absolutely. where you have that connection and that love. And then you feel like, you know, you're there, like, you're there bonding and they're there for the right reasons instead of just feeling, Oh, what does that person want for me? Oh, like this person only like, instead of feeling used and abused all the time and feeling victimized, you can actually create something right then and there by not sharing too much, but you know, letting people know mm -hmm. that they're, it's, it's okay. And like yes. whatever they're going through, it's okay. Like, kind of. yes, absolutely. And I think it is very important. And, and especially nowadays, vulnerability is even more important than, than ever because it's so rare. Because everyone doesn't want to show it. Like you said, you don't even want to tell too much. You don't want to say too much. And, and sometimes it's, it's good to have that safe space where you feel like it's okay for things to not go well and to share that. And, yeah. and with that, we empower others to also feel like they have now the courage to do so. And, and one of the big parts of what I, what I teach and in my coaching is I share just the, the power of generosity. And generosity can come in so many different ways. And not only just money when we're thinking about generosity, but generosity and thought, generosity and, um, you know, the way that we um, give space to others to be themselves. Um, generosity and just giving, just like giving spirit and not expecting anything in return um, and just giving for the sake of giving. And um, that has been actually very powerful. It was a big shift for myself um, because I always had that mindset of scarcity, which I feel like a lot of people do as well. Yeah. They feel like, oh, I don't have anything to give or I'll give when I have enough. But yeah. we have a lot to give and it doesn't always have to be material and form. So that was a big shift for me as well. That is a huge shift. And everything you're talking about right there is all related to feeling more purposeful. You know, feeling like that you have something to give and doesn't have to be, yeah, through materialistic stuff or money. It's about just being, you know, building those connections and those relationships and, you know, smiling at someone as you're walking by. Like, it's just like creating those things. And it does start with gratitude big time. And like when you're talking there, you know, it is through those, like through my tough time that, you know, where you just go and, you know, you go for a walk and I'm just like, I'm so grateful I'm walking Iggy. I'm so grateful that the sun is shining on me today. And you feel differently when you come in. You feel like you've had that disconnect from how you used to feel where it feels like, oh, man, I'm not carrying this heavy load anymore. So mm -hmm. all those things are, are what takes back and peeling back that onion to feel better and to feel like you have something and that you're worth something and whatnot. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And I think, um, like I mentioned before, just a lot of times we feel like we have to go externally to find purpose. but the number one thing and the number one mistake that people make is that they don't go internally first. No, I think at first we have to really understand ourselves in terms of what are my motivators, you know, connecting the dot on what, what do I view are the most significant events in my life and how does that all add up and relate to each other and lead me to where I am today and why I am the way I am. 
That is extremely important because that's your foundation. That's the very fabric of who you are. And you need to figure that piece out first, like you said, as you peel back the onions, um, to really come to terms with that and to also find what are, what is that significant moment. And a lot of times as I'm working through with my clients is to really help them come to that moment of what I call moment of impact. So a lot of times um, when people try to figure out their purpose, um, I always take them to that moment of impact. Um, and people think that, okay, the, the moment of impact is, oh, that, that thing that I love to do. And that's why I love to do it. Cause it brings me so much joy. And I just feel really excited when I do it. And that's great. And that is definitely a part of purpose, but purpose really comes back because there's going to be ups and downs when we are pursuing our passions or even just when we go to our day-to-day jobs, whatever we're doing in our lives, there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs. And the thing that brings you joy may not always bring you joy, right? There's going to be moments where it's going to be difficult or, you know, you hit a roadblock or things aren't going as well as you thought. And so if that is the only source of your why, when it is not there, then you can feel lost, right? Because you, you look at it and you say, well, I don't, I don't feel like it anymore. I don't really, I'm not really happy at this moment doing it. I don't really feel joy around that anymore. Maybe that's not my purpose. Maybe it's something else. Maybe I got to keep looking. So that's why I always try to help, I help my clients find that moment of impact because that moment of impact is actually that moment for you that made it so painful to not do anything that it pushed you towards doing something. And for me, that painful moment of purpose was when I was in that small tin bin, minus 40, middle of nowhere, Saskatchewan, and, you know, having worked uh, almost 18 hours at that point, freezing head to toe and realizing that I had merely been surviving and not living my life fully alive. And I've lived with, without impact, without purpose, every single day that I could remember. And that was that moment for me that was so painful, especially around, um, you know, as I've started figuring out what different moments have meant to me, even with my, my sister, that every day in our life is not a given. It is, people say it, once again, very cliche, it's a gift because it truly is. And it's very easy to get lost in the, the day to day and, and feel like, oh, I have tomorrow. And you know what? I don't really have to enjoy this moment, but honestly, it's really all we have. And so as I try to figure out that moment of impact for, for the people I work with, I try to get them to that place of when you get to that moment where it's hard, go back to that that moment of impact, that moment of pain where it, where you felt so low and you felt that I need to do something with my life. And if I am going to put a why behind this, it's because either a, you never want others to feel the way you feel again, or because you never want to feel that way again. Mm. And that moment, very good, great place to be in because it helps you not only connect with yourself because and it also helps you connect with others. Cause it's that place of vulnerability once again it's that place that where people can relate when you're at your high not everyone can relate to you you know it's like oh, I'm, I'm i'm so successful i'm making all this money things are great not everyone is necessarily going through that or maybe has gone through that and can say yeah i get it like i i feel like that because a lot of people don't they're like i don't know what my purpose is i don't know what my why i'm still trying to figure it out but everyone's been in a place of pain has been in a place where they feel lost where there was something in their lives that just wasn't sitting right. And, you know, one of the, one of the uh, clients that I worked with, she told me how, you know, she used to have um, a stuttering issue 
And for her, that moment was when she was told by everyone around her that she'll never amount to anything, that, you know, she, uh, and it made her feel like nothing. And they told her that they made fun of her for the way that she talked that no matter what she did, it just, it, it wouldn't get better. And so she told herself, I'm going to empower myself. And if I don't, if I don't do this for myself, then, you know, I don't need that I'm, I'm never going to be able to do it for anyone else either. So she started empowering herself and saying, you know what, this is not going to hold me back any longer. I am going to use this as a stepping stone for me to become my best self and to also help others around me because I've gone through it. So for her, wow. that's her moment of pain. And so everyone has that moment and everyone can relate to like, I have that moment too. So that's a big part of what I do is really helping people get to that place. And a lot of times we're scared to go there because it's, it's, it's emotional. Oh, yeah. We hide it. Yep. And so, you know, it, it, but it is so important to get in touch with that. It totally is. It, and I say, and I've said that too. I say that to all, all my clients because there is so much that you have been through and there's so much that's going to be opening up for you. And it's easier to go the other way than to face what it is that is bugging you or that is t taking you down and like turning you into who you know you're not. But at the same time, you know, there's so much that you are, you tend to learn and there's the other side of it is rainbows and butterflies because you're able to learn, do so much more now that you've done something so profound in your life. Working on yourself is the best project that you're ever going to work on, right? Yes. So why give up on yourself? Why not take that leap of faith and know that you're going to turn that pain into purpose? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And I, I love what you said there about um, investing in yourself, because I think it's funny, we invest in a lot of things, but we don't always invest in ourselves. And if a lot of times we don't invest in ourselves enough, because we feel like, oh, you know, I'm, we, we want to provide for everyone else around us, but we kind of forget about also taking time to take care of ourselves and, and really um, showing love for ourselves. And I think that is, it is truly a lifelong project because it never, and it, you never really get to a place where you're like, I'm good now. You know, I don't even call myself <laughs> It's always a continuous project, but um, we forget to do that a lot of times. And I know we, there's been a lot of talk about self-love and it is, it's so important. And especially amongst, um, especially amongst men as well. Um, a lot of men that I talk to, you know, Feelings, emotions, don't really want to talk about that. It's not really our jam, you know, but everyone has it. It's just human nature, but it just depends on how we internalize it and how we're able to, um, you know, take, uh, take our emotions, be able to understand it um, and be able to make something great out of what something, out of something that seems not so great at that moment. So, you know, I completely agree with you because I feel like once you work on yourself, you then are able to help others because it's very hard to um, not practice what you preach, you know, like you have to be able to like really feel that in, in, within you first and know that you, you believe in it because you've done it for yourself. Then you can take that and help others. But that's the crucial step first is yourself. That is definitely the crucial step. And in there, like you, like it's all about connection. So, you know, the workplace now and in corporate, everyone just, and even in the unions, you feel like a number, you feel like you're dehumanized and, you know, no one matters and stuff. It's like fend for the fittest. Uh, is that how that goes? I don't know. But you understand what I'm trying to say. It's like literally you're, you're the only one that's sticking up for yourself because no one's going to do that for you. When you work as a team, this all goes into team effort. So if you're literally working on yourself and you know how it feels, you're coming from a 
place of compassion and empathy and really understanding, the more people are going to work with you. They're going to the work for the workforce is going to work as a team where everyone's in it to make it a better and stronger place. And then they get to go home to a happier place because they're not bringing their work home. The world can go circles and circles and round of love when you lead with that. So I believe in everything you're saying there. Hundred percent, and I, I I truly believe in the power of teamwork, like you said, and that comes around um, that spirit once again of of generosity. Because yes. a lot of times we, some people may feel like, oh, I shouldn't really give too much away because it's going to put me down, or I'm going to help someone so much that they're so much more successful than me, and then now I'm at a disadvantaged position. But it's not like that. And I, you know, when I was first hired at my corporate job, what I did love about um, the leadership team is they told me something that I still remember to today. And they said, you know what, there's all of you in here. And I know you all are looking to get hired, you know, for a position coming out of school. But let me tell you, we need you guys to work together and not work separately and feel like you're competing against everyone else. Because if you're all good, we'll hire all of you. If you're all terrible, I won't hire any of you. So everyone can win. There is enough pieces of the pie for everyone to take a piece and from there it was such a shift because you can see in the way that people were interacting and honestly i'm still friends with the, some of the people that i interviewed with many years ago now um, and it's because it started from that moment where we felt like we could help each other out and succeed together mm. instead of just me succeeding it's either me or you and i'm picking me and i find a lot of cultures that have that me versus you mentality they're not as productive. They don't empower their people to be their best self and bring their best work. And it really creates this, this toxic environment where people, there's, there's a lack of trust and a lack of collaboration. An environment where people are empowered to work together are, is where people are gonna be at their best. I agree 100%. And that is like why I wanted to have you on here today to be able to share this because you, the way you carried and conducted yourself at the event, I was just like, I need to have the, I need to have Paul on to be able to talk about this because this is literally what it takes. Finding yourself, really investing in yourself, peeling back the onion, becoming vulnerable. Everything you spoke today is literally what what it is to be a human. So. Thank you so much. And I want to be able to uh, put to, you know, share with you, you know, how, where you could share with the audience, how people can find out more about you and how they could work with you. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, you can check me out on my website, which is www.yesicancan.com. Uh, play on my last name, which uh, I, I, I love doing. That, people see my business that was the best business card. I honestly, <laughs> I have it there because I still have it in front of my desk. I'm like, I love it. I thought it was brilliant. Why not use your last name? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, they can find me there. Um, they can also find me on um, the the summit and podcast I'm starting right now called the Unconventional Asian Summit and Podcast. So they can check me out on uh, www.theunconventionalasian.com as well. And we'll have this all in the link below so you can listen to his podcast as well as uh, keep up to date with him with what he has going on because this man, Paul, is not going anywhere. He is going to keep rocking it. And thank you so much for being on the Real Love and Rise podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. It was an absolute pleasure. And I love what you're doing here. Um, and and uh, your audience is definitely uh, very lucky to have you. And, and I'm excited for, you know, what you're going to be creating as well. And, and excited to see where you're going to go in the future as well with, with the podcast. So thank you for having me. 
Aw, thank you. This episode has been brought to you by Raw Elements. Raw Elements is Canada's largest business-to-business raw food distributor, and their mission is to distribute high vibrational superfoods throughout Canada using their passion. If you want to try out some of the products there, you can use my code called RISE, R-I-S-E, to get 10% off your next product purchase. If you want to find out more on their website, you can go to www.rotelements.ca. And if you're unsure, just give the staff a call and they will be happy to guide you through. They have tried all the products, which is why they are so good to let you know which one will work for you or which ones won't. And they'll be very honest with their opinion. This company is amazing and I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode and we will see you on the next one.